0: was far more a moose than a minx. If so, there must be a whole lot of very cute mooses, meese, out there in the good old US of A. The essential stinger retort quip that had eluded Bella at the time would surely come to her three days too late when she was lying in the bath back at home, still seething about the insult and concocting the perfect phrase she hadn't had the instant wit to fling back. "'wasn't it always the way? "'Even for Bella the writer, novelist, journalist, "'never usually short on words, "'the perfect phrase just had to go missing when it was most needed. "'And in truth, it was Rick, "'the lying, cheating, two-timing slimeball "'who deserved the whiplash words the most, "'not his stunning immaculate wife. "'Oh, how very, very swiftly after he'd been hunted down,' And he scurried around, repacking his belongings and trailing Carol down the corridor like a naughty puppy. And he hadn't even had the grace, or possibly nerve, to look back at Bella once. Three months, she now reflected bitterly. Three months of him in determined pursuit. All that passion in London obliterated in three swift I win minutes in New York by this stray's keeper, the moment he was on her home patch. On the street, way below Bella's window, the city was at last waking up. Early office workers, power-walked like cheaters on a hunger mission, utterly unselfconscious in their sharp suits, teamed unattractively with clumpy trainers and clutching skinny lattes and carb-like pastries from the diner opposite the hotel. Bella, on the other hand, hadn't actually slept at all, and aching with jet lag, tiredness, and crushing disappointment, she longed and longed to be on the plane, snuggling into seat 16K, a professionally smiling steward asking if she'd like tea, a daily telegraph, and a nice cosy blanket. Oh, the comfort of small rituals and yet she almost hoped no one would be too kind to her, for surely one word of concern, one casual, well-meant, and how are we today, could set the floods off, and she'd be weeping, blotchily, all the way to the Heathrow baggage carousel. Five-thirty. The phone rang, and a morning eager voice told Bella her cab was outside, and that she was to have a safe trip now. Thank goodness. "'Time to get out of here.' "'Bella took one last look round the small but perfectly formed hotel room "'to check for left-behind items. "'She hoped the room-maid would find a happier home "'for the scarlet lace underwear that she'd left lying on the bed. "'Tissy-wrapped, unworn, labels still on, "'which Rick had planned to see on Bella. "'She should have seen the warning light with that particular little gift.' "'should have listened to her doubts about Rick "'being the kind of man who considered red underwear sexy. "'Red just isn't,' was Bella's opinion, "'or at least not on anyone who is no longer a girl of twenty. "'On anyone who came firmly under the heading of woman, "'it either looked plain trashy "'or as if it was being worn with a jokey Santa's seduction in mind. "'Even worse, the knickers were thong-style.' Bella didn't do thongs, as, regrettably, Rick already knew well. She'd be willing to bet serious money that Rick's wife didn't wear them either. Nice to think the two of them had something in common. Bella wrestled with the handle of her blue leather brick case, bought specially for this weekend. Could she send Rick the bill? And towed it after her into the corridor. Now, which room was Rick and Carol's? She tried to remember as she walked towards the lift. Oh, yes. 712. Definitely. Almost definitely. Worth a guess, anyway. She stopped outside it, kicked the room door viciously and repeatedly, thumping the trusty brick against it for good measure, and yelled, Have a crap life, you lousy, rotten bastard! Then walked on as calmly as she could and pressed the elevator call button. As she stepped into the lift, She caught sight of the door